coming up next in this episode. They've done studies on methylene blue. And one of the other things that is so amazing about it is it helps us clear those proteins that accumulate in our brain. So they're really looking at it as a potential therapeutic for many of the degenerative neurologic diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. There's not a lot of practitioners that I have had the opportunity to meet that truly walk the walk and talk the talk to the depths and the level that Dr. John does. And he does IVs and PRPs and uh, stem cells and endonasos, which everybody knows. I want to talk about that a little bit. So. Methylene blue. Do you have clients use it? Oh, I just want to optimize. I'm an athlete. Do you go, how do you utilize it from that perspective, dosage wise? You know, I work with Dana White and some of the UFC um, fighters and I got shut down and couldn't even use the word virus on my website just because. Welcome to Flow, the show that will open your heart and optimize wellness by giving you the tools needed to go from our current healthcare model to self-care success. I'm your host, Kelly Kennedy, and I'm working together with my guests to help you reframe what is needed to be free and to truly live in flow by understanding how your fascia, your lymph, your oxygen, your water, and your energy all flow together to help supply you with all that's needed to live the best version of your life. Please keep in mind, this podcast is created for educational purposes only is not intended to be used as a replacement for medical diagnosis or treatment. So please do seek professional guidance for your customized care program. And what I want to know now is this. Are you ready to flow? Fabulous. Let's flow together. Here we go. Welcome back. I am Kelly Kennedy, and truly from my heart to yours, I get to once again share my good friend, Dr. John Laurence, with you all from Sarasota, Florida is where he mostly spends his vibration frequency, but he can be spotted in and around the world doing many things as we had him on the podcast on episode 51. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to that, learn all about the miracles of melatonin. John's very busy. He's got many things, many projects going on. So we invited him back to talk about all things, which I really want to highlight today, talking a little bit about some of the products that he has and A lot of you have heard about methylene blue, so we're going to talk about that because I've been looking for a good source and a good quality and easy to dose, and we finally have it. So thank you for coming back and sharing this time with us, Dr. John. Well, what a great introduction. I am really excited to be here with you, Kelly, and we've had some... We we got to talk about our experience in Orlando, too, at some point. Let's not forget to kind of talk about some of the fun that we had then, but yeah, methylene blue... I'm excited that you're bringing me on to talk about it because there's not a lot of things I'm more excited about than that. Good, good. And I just also want to say that the reason John and I had so much fun in Orlando when we saw each other is we often do conferences and education or we're doing meditation seminars or we're, we're always trying to expand ourselves. And I've known John now, Dr. John, for about three, maybe four years, I think four years actually. And there's not a lot of practitioners that I have had the opportunity to meet that truly walk the walk and talk the talk to the depths and the level that Dr. John does. And his heart is so big and so he cares so much about getting results for clients, which is what I've always appreciated about him and the work that he does. And he's always looking for the most natural, like how do we upregulate the natural system to be, be the physician, to be the chemist? 
to allow the body to heal and what are the different ways to do that. And when I had, I didn't know that he was at the same event that I was at. And this woman was sitting next to me that I just met, who's a medical doctor from Florida. And she was like, so I just met this guy. He's a doctor. He's got this big clinic in Sarasota, Florida. Do you know him? His name's Dr. John Lorenz. And I was like, oh yeah, he's a great guy. He's, she was like, we just, he seems a little too good to be true. And I was like, no, I get that. When I met Dr. John, I felt the same way. He's like all that in a bag of chips and you don't know whether or not to really like, is this surface or is this truly the depths of who he is? And I turned to her, I was like, it's absolutely the depths of who he is. He is a heart center person. I was like, I'm going to text him right now. And I texted you and I didn't realize he was across the room at a table. Literally, we're like the only two groups in the whole room at that point at the lunch table. So that yeah. began to reconnect. And what I truly appreciate about what you've done, and he just put a women's event together that I, he was kind enough to invite me to, I couldn't make, but we're going to be helping people watch that now because I guess it was recorded, which is amazing. But he's so centered on what is going on in the world in this community of wellness and what's really needed and how can we get people there faster and more effectively, whether it's his demographic or not, he's into women's health. God bless his soul. So you're truly one of the few that when I see you at an event, I feel just at home and like, oh, he really knows what he's doing and he's truly here for the clients and how he can help clients. So I appreciate what you've done. I find that the women's health is probably not considered. And I think that there's a lot of challenges with, especially modern medicine with women, especially as they get older and go through menopause. And so I'm really happy to join forces with people like yourself and Minnie Peltz and Matt Nedham. And the some of the people that we had coming out were, it was just phenomenal. And it's really interesting how a lot of the things that I've been working on really spill over to support that area. So that's why I wanted to like put together this, this event and just really focus on, on women's health. And that's what we did. And so this women's health summit is going to be released, um, at drjohnlawrence.com and we'll have a link probably by the time this podcast comes out, you'll be able to find all that information in the show notes. Yeah. It's amazing. I know Dr. Mindy was there. And like you said, there's so many others. And what I'm so excited about, to be honest with you, is Dr. John's on our podcast when he's been on Luke's story and Be Well with Kelly and Dr. Pomp and Ben, Dr. ben Greenfield. And he's everywhere on podcasts. He's really out there, really making a wave and a ripple in educating people about their health. What I find so fascinating is Dr. John started as sports medicine all those years ago, right? And it's But how did you, and we heard a little bit about your journey, but if you could just highlight, like you started as a chiropractor and you wanted to understand how to help people's health. And then you went into kind of neurology and can you explain all that? Cause you do so much at your beautiful center. How, just explain them how large your center is, how many, it's like 20,000 square feet or something. 20,000. Yeah. You guys, it's literally 15 times larger than our office. It's huge. And he does IVs and PRPs and uh, stem cells and endonasos, which everybody knows. I want to talk about that a little bit today because I love endonaso. So yeah, tell them a little bit about your journey and how you got here to where now you're like, we need women's journeys and we need to help people with potentially psychedelics or we need to help them get into their heart and all these different ways we can do it. Yeah. Wow. It's just, I think we're all kind of on our own little journey. And as you kind of move through life, you get interested in different things. And, you know, after practicing for 30 years, you, get an opportunity to have 
a focus in your practice in a variety of different ways. And I started out just as a solo chiropractor and was just doing pretty straight chiropractic type of work. So I got a pretty good understanding of how the body works and how to do adjustments. And I'd started using this endonasal cranial um, adjustment I call functional cranial release, you know, within the first couple of years. And so it was just a process probably for the first decade, just really understanding the physical body and the musculoskeletal system and, and how to efficiently do different types of adjustments and so forth. And then I got really interested in naturopathy and homeopathic and nutritional and detox. And so that was kind of a big turning point for me was going back to school and getting my naturopathic degree and really converting my clinic from more of a sports medicine clinic to like more of a, a wellness center. And we're treating a lot of different types of conditions versus just musculoskeletal stuff. And kind of throughout that entire journey, I got injured. I had a, a really, really severe injury to in my lower back from a car accident, and it was recommended to get surgery. So then I got something called prolotherapy, and it worked so well, it like literally saved my career while I was doing all my adjustments in chiropractic. So I hired a, a doctor to come in. And so early on, we became you know a center that did both medical and chiropractic, and we were using prolotherapy. And then the next evolution was platelet-rich plasma therapy and ozone. And, and, and so it eventually got to the point where stem cells came on board where we're taking bone marrow and adipose tissue. And uh, I think we were probably one of the first clinics to start utilizing some of these um, things. So that's been a really big focus for us all along is this new kind of regenerative medicine aspect and the real key, I think, within regenerative medicine is <clears throat> it's the diagnostics, right? And so my back injury was the big doorway into realizing that this type of medicine is amazing because they were able to fix my back. And it was more of my SI joint nilia lumbar ligament than it was my L5 disc, which they wanted to cut and, and do surgery on. And so then the next injury was a wrist injury. And I had the uh, stem cells injected under ultrasound. And this was like right when they were just starting to do this high definition ultrasound guided injections with regenerative medicine. And that's when I really saw this was the future of orthopedic medicine. And I started to take as many classes and learn as much as I can. And so I have a big part of that it, here at our facility where I work in conjunction with the medical staff, doing a lot of diagnostic ultrasound, different types of needle guidance, and and just being involved in, in evolving these different treatments because you might be able to find someone that can do stem cells on your knee, but it, if you have an artist really work on it, they're going to be paying attention to a lot of the supporting structures and the ligaments and then maybe adding peptides to that injection. And maybe there might be some, we use the sound wave um, therapy and laser and so forth. So there can be some pretty significant advances in stem cell therapy if it's done in conjunction with all the right things and done precisely. And that artistry word is exactly what you are. I mean, Dr. John actually has art on his website where he is an artist, but as a physician of the body, we all become artists in our own ways. I'm not a physician, but as a body worker, you become your own artist. Like I can teach somebody to do exactly what I do, but if as they fold in what they know and layer that in, it makes it more profound and more powerful. 
because it changes the quality of it. It really changes the quality of what you're creating when you look at that person as a whole. And just, I'm not going to mechanically just treat their knee. I'm going to look at it as a vitalistic being and all the other aspects that I can support with sound, vibration, light therapy to support what I'm doing to the physical body. It's absolutely beautiful. And give you a lot of credit because you're actually practicing, trying things, getting people changing and evolving this medicine as we need pioneers, more and more pioneers that will that are willing to try and work with the body and try these things out because that's how you find out if things work. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't really do anything here that I haven't tried myself and right. exp- experimented with myself. In fact, I'm experimenting with new things right now and it's constantly evolving. And you got this one aspect where there's the science where you have that left brain that is going to, you've got the data, the raw data and all the memories and all the the tech, the techniques and the the technologies and so forth. But then there's this creative part of the mind. And to some degree, it's really just getting out of the way because all the information is really there in the field, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people listening to your show are going to be more on the side that they're going to appreciate some of this type of language, but you can't, you can't underestimate the, the knowledge and the, the information that's there when we get our mind out of the way, right? We think we overthink things too much, right? In the mind, there's only so much information that can be held in the mind, but there's a collective knowledge base. And then there's just, there's a, the quantum knowledge base for lack of a better, but there, there's information out there and we get downloads. And that's how these musicians, they wake up, they all wake up in the middle of the night and that the song. So did their mind create that song or was that a song that came from the quantum field, right? So I would offer that most of these things are not ours. We're simply just getting out of the way and letting that information flow through us. I would imagine as an artist, that's a lot like what artwork is too. You don't have maybe a preconceived notion of what you're going to create. You just take paint and a canvas. And at least that's what I've seen from the artists in my family, my husband, my son. And they just start creating something. And when they're all done, they're like, whoa, I didn't know where that came from. Yeah. They're not sitting there thinking about each part of the painting that's just flowing. And that's one of the nice things about doing abstract art. My art's not so much abstract. Mine's more very detail-orientated. I guess it would be kind of considered like in the family of like Dolly, where there's a photorealistic kind of play on things. Like behind me, you can see there's like a brain that's basically turning into a coral reef. And um, then there's the hands around it that kind of have the magic. And then you can see like I'm standing on crystals, which represent knowledge, and I'm holding up my hands, like if I'm orchestrating this healing that's happening and I've got an optokinetic strip on my shoulder. So, yeah. (laughs) That's beautiful. So now you're into all, you've got this whole clinic where you're looking at the body in a very different way. Then you're not in a different way, in the real way. Then you're writing the book about methylene blue. You're writing the book about cranial facial reset. Let's talk about cranial facial reset. If you've been in my center, You've probably seen the video that I would never show on Instagram, but I've shown you in the office where they take a balloon. First, they muscle test it, see that there's a misalignment of my cranium in my nose, essentially, or my sphenoid bone behind my nose. And then 
and we, I want to talk about that, how you assess it, number one, so people can start to look in the mirror and go, hey, is this needed? And then secondly, the therapy behind getting it, you want somebody that knows how to do this, that you can do a couple times repetitively, right? And you, from my knowledge, I don't know any other way. And I do cranial sacral myself. I do cranial sacral fascia. And I can definitely assist the sphenoid a little bit. But what cranial fascial reset does, I would use the analogy of I can do it with my hands and it's like riding a scooter. Or you can get cranial sacral reset and you can just go right to the Ferrari and just get it done really fast and get over the hump because it is that. And it literally changed my life when I got it done. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I, well, I usually compare it like to a VW bug versus a Humvee. There you go. But a similar analogy. So it goes back to this. Your brain and spinal cord is housed within the the skull and the spinal column, which is bone, stack of bones. And so the cranium is made up of a bunch of bones that come together, like how your teeth fit into your, your jaw. And so there's a little wiggle room. And so this motion is called cranial rhythm. And so there's actually a movement pattern that the skull makes that is very precise. It's very specific. And it moves cerebral spinal fluid around the brain and spinal cord, which brings nutrients. And it also keeps metabolic waste products from accumulating. And so it's really important, but things get jammed up. And this is a standard thing that happens to all of us. Weston Price, who is considered the father of the raw food movement, really was able to travel around the world and see how Aborigines and people that lived off the land with a lot of not the stressors that we have in industrial civilized culture and that we are all, all of our facial bones were collapsing and part of this is due to this restrictions in these connective tissue layers that are kind of layered in around the inside of the cranium and around the brain and spinal cord and so these adhesions acts as a contraction and it, it pulls these bones and holds them from having their full expression to that cranial rhythm. And mm. what the balloons do is they're a expansive force, which is a, and it's specific. As you mentioned, you did some muscle testing. I do a different type of test, but it determines where the balloons placed. And because there can be multiple different ways that this can be delivered, depending on what the, the cranium needs. And so... It has a very profound ability to open up the nasal passages. So certainly if anybody out there is having trouble breathing through their nose or has chronic sinus issues, this is an absolute must, but that's not necessarily uh, an indication. Sometimes we, I work, I'm a chiropractic neurologist and we didn't really get to that in the beginning of the thing, but that was kind of my next thing after the naturop naturopathy was like really deep diving into neurology. And honestly, it was mostly because I got so sick with Lyme disease, I had to figure out how I could practice without physically adjusting people anymore because I was falling apart. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And then I finally found out what I was wrong, what was wrong with me. It was Lyme and mold and chronic Epstein-Barr. And then that, of course, that opened up the door for me to start really working through things and all the experiences that I've had up until that point, plus my willingness to be curious and to travel around and learn, um, which, you know, a lot of the same people that, that Dan Pompa, Dr. Pompa studied with, I did as well. And 
it kind of gets you to see things in a different way. And the neurology component can be really powerful with the endonasal. So I'm going to circle back on that because I found that when I do these balloon adjustments, it really opens up for something called neuroplasticity, which means that we have a window to be able to create new, um, new pathways and reinforce new pathways. Cause oftentimes in a lot of these chronic neurological conditions, there are certain parts of the neurology that aren't functioning properly and some that aren't. And so because our brain has the ability to make changes and to create plastic changes, we can go in and try to activate the brain in certain ways that um, allow people to get back to a normal life um, to allow different parts of the brain to kind of come in and um, support the areas that aren't working as well and kind of re recircumvent that those pathways tmj is is an absolute great treatment migraine any type of headaches definitely if people are like not holding adjustments and they've got chronic neck problems that's usually some cranial issues um nasal obstruction chronic sinus issues i work with a lot of degenerative neurologic disorders because you think about the glymphatic system and the gutter system this can be a big headwind is having these cranial jam bones jammed movement disorders, any type of dystonias, traumatic brain injuries. We see a lot of those here. This is an incredible treatment for traumatic brain injuries. I'd imagine for POTS as well, because it's going to reset the nervous system. Yeah. Right. So the autonomics, right? So you're, we see people with a lot of autonomic dysregulation in general, and this is just chronic inflammation in the central nervous system really shuts things down and you start to get, you know, orthostatic hypotension and um, just fuel, poor fuel delivery, right? So we don't have the nutrients getting to the to the nerves, and then the the nerves really utilizing the mitochondria at their fullest because there's usually either chronic toxicity or chronic infection, and so these type these types of patients wind up chasing uh, practitioner after practitioner, and maybe something works for a short period of time, maybe it doesn't. But until you build that base and you bring down that inflammation and some of the strategies that we're going to talk about probably next um, can make huge profound changes in that, such as like methylene blue, which might be a good segue to, to get into I, that. I was thinking about that too. And I just want to back up though for a second before we get to that, because for me, when endonaso, when I had it done, it, I thought I was breathing through my nose. I thought I didn't have sinus issues. It was somebody, it was Dr. Hank Williams that looked at me and was like, oh, you've had a head injury. And I was like, what? I have a 12-inch scar on my head from a car accident. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. I have a head injury. And he could see how blocked because my eyes were different levels. And so he did the balloon and the oxygen. When I took a, when I took a breath in through my nose, you know, I didn't think I had any, I could feel it throughout my whole body. And then after endonasal, I was like, oh, it doesn't supposed to just go up the turbinates. It's supposed to go like throughout my whole space and throughout my whole cranium. And the oxygen hit that I got after that was so intense and has continued so. And just like methylene blue creating oxygen, because I agree that most people are so jammed up in here. And if you don't know where the sphenoid is, it literally is a floating bone that sits behind the nose and there's no way to go in and really adjust it. And it literally will block so much of this information and oxygen. And like Dr. John said, in the drainage of the glymphatics to get the 
metabolic toxins out of the body and to open up the brain so it has the oxygen, which is where all the oxygen needs to go. But I also want to mention that I hope if you're listening and you're a client, not a practitioner, please understand how many practitioners you've listened to that are wise, that are in chiropractic school, naturopathic school, medical doctors, whatever, and they get the same things you do. Did you see here how much he was suffering as a chiropractor and working on clients, but but didn't know how to fix himself? And I can trust you. It's a frustrating for you all. It's as frustrating for us as practitioners to not figure it out. But then when he figured it out, it was the same complexes that bothers the majority of clients. Lying, chronic EBV, inflammation, mold toxicity. And I bet you there was some heavy metal in there, Dr. Sean. So... I don't want you to be dismayed if you're listening to this and go, oh, those practitioners, they have it all together. We were just as much of a mess as you and we have figured it out. And what we have figured out is it's about oxygen and heart really is really what it kind of boils down to. If you have enough oxygen in your body and you can trust the innate and wisdom of the body, watch the magic happen. Because now, okay, you don't have somebody in your area that can put a balloon up your nose, inflate it, and create an adjustment of the turbinates and of the cranial facial reset, okay? What's another way we could get more oxygen in the body, Dr. John? Yes, methylene blue. Let's talk about that or mitochondria and how important it is. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that. You know, trusting the heart. You know, there's this there's this aspect of um, of the place that we're going to heal from is going to be a parasympathetic state, right? And when we're in fear and the primary fear that happens when, when people get sick or when they get an injury or, you know, they're thinking this is never going to end. I'm going to have to live with this. That's like the, the real big terror. Right? It's like, oh my God. Um, and so when we trust, when we trust that there's a healing, you know, that there's that there's a meaning for things, right? That's like, okay, so maybe like something really bad, like I lost a foot, okay? Well, sometimes people have these things that happen and it translates into something really, really beautiful. You know, you just don't know when you're in the middle of it. But um, um, I think that I've been very guilty of that when I've been really sick and I, I definitely didn't heal when I was in that place, right? And you have some technology, Kelly, Dr. Kennedy, no, oh, please. I'm no doctor. I'm purely Kelly. <laughs> um, uh, you have some technology that helps the um, the heart become more coherent. And that was one of the things I had the most fun with at the biohacking conference was when you hooked me up to the, uh, to the aqua. It's called Aqua. Quinta Sound of Soul. Okay. Yeah. Unbelievable. And you could hear the music of your heart and you're connected to that through sound. And um and and going and that that's like that's the trust right so if you have the ability to get a technology like that but even on a simple level just meditating on your heart right just connecting with your heart put your hand over your heart and then uh, the other thing i would offer is feel gratitude for what you are going to be receiving and that's a real big upgrade i you know i spent a lot of time with Rhonda Byrne, who wrote the book and did the the movie the secret and i mean that's like kind of at the at the gist of a lot of spiritual practices and a lot of um a lot of people that have come out and really shed some light on this is um we don't want to be in a state of wanting because that's like 
telling the universe that we don't have it. And the universe, you know, is not going to provide abundance if it's feeling a lack of abundance, right? So the trick is, especially with healing, is to start considering all the things that you want to do when you're healthy. Like if you have a bad knee, you know, what, what types of activities do you see yourself doing and just going into the gratitude of that cartilage healing and that, that knee becoming more flexible. And there's so much heart associated with that because the gratitude is, is that heart. Yeah. So I love that you brought that up because that's really where I'm starting to kind of land myself. Well, I can see why you would land there because there's a lot of gratitude for the work that you have done. And I can imagine if I could be a fly on Dr. John's life wall, that would be a lot of fun because not only have you healed, but in your journey of helping heal so many people, you live a rock star life in so many ways. Like I, I just envision you like out paragliding and surfing and like experiencing all that life has to offer on boats and in the water. I just, I don't know why. I don't know that. I mean, we are friendly, but we don't know each other that well. But I just see you like having so much gratitude for who you, how healthy you are and what you can do now in the world because you're not decrepit, because you're not in pain, because you're not ill, that you literally take life and like eat it all up and love every delicious moment of it. And that's well, one of the reasons thank, I would thank expect you so you. much. Thank you so much for that. That's really sweet of you. Um, I, yeah, I, I enjoy life. I think, um, you know, I remember back when it was at its worst, I was, I was sitting at a park bench and my back was so inflamed from the, uh, from the lime. I was watching someone walk and I was just like, I wonder what would it be like to just walk normally and not be in pain like this person that I was watching. So yeah, you know, you, you can't really know you know, black, unless you know white, light, unless you know darkness. So um, going through some of those challenges really does allow you to appreciate, you know, that level of, and like this morning I went um, surfing on my e-foil, you know, and, and there was definitely a time in my life where, I mean, I was, I was a kite surfer and I was doing a lot of extreme sports before. I didn't know what it would be like to walk without pain, you know? Yeah. That's huge. As yeah. a chiropractor, naturopath sitting there, a chiropractor of neurology sitting there and watching people walk and going, wow. I mean, that's humbling to say the least. Oh, yeah. Humbling. When you're humbled. It brought you, it'll bring you to your knees. Yeah. 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 So oxygen, mitochondria, how'd you get into methyl? So you have lots of nasal sprays. He has all sorts of great things to add to the world. But let's talk about these if you want for a second. But this most importantly, because finally, thank you, John. I mean, suppositories are great. Not a lot of people want to do suppositories. And I know you've had these out for a while, so I appreciate them. But talk a little bit about these and these. Well, so the methylene blue bars, uh, we have... Um, um, it, it's important that you source methylene blue from a clean source because they could, there can be a lot of heavy metals in them. Um, so you don't want to like go, it's one of the things that they clean fish tanks with or keep fish tanks, yeah. you know, healthy. They add methylene blue. So you don't want to go to your aquarium store and get methylene blue. Um, cause it's not, you know, going to probably be very clean. So, um, you want to get it from a reputable source. And a lot of people don't want their mouth turning blue. So we make these bars. 
and you can cut it into pieces and throw the little piece in the back of your throat and then drink something down. And then it absorbs really well orally. Unlike, you know, most of the really good stuff that you want to take, um, there's not great oral absorption. And that's why we make a variety of different suppositories because the delivery system is just incredible that way. Um, and nasal sprays for the same reason, because you get it right into that mucosa and the body takes it into the terrain and it shifts the terrain fast, which I love. But methylene blue, I when methylene blue first came out, I had gotten it from Dr. Jess, actually, is the one who gave me a source of it. And I can't, it was it, I'm trying to remember what form it was in, but it was it was a liquid. I remember that it was a liquid and I drank it. I did a live blood drank it and did a live blood after it was like poison going down my throat it was the worst thing i've ever put in my mouth in my life but i saw the change in the live blood instantly and i felt it in my body instantly and i was like whoa that totally rehabs your body in a way do i think everybody should do it i want to talk to you about how frequently all that and why you use it and all so how did you get into methylene blue let's start there uh how did I get into methylene blue? Well, nobody's asked me that before. Um, um, I think I got interested in it from um, just the research I was doing online. Um, it must have been about 15 years ago. I was at a friend's IV um, uh, lounge, and this was right across the street from my office at the time. And, um, and he was running methylene blue for his, um, his mother who had Alzheimer's. And I was like, methylene blue, like, what are you doing? Like, that seems really weird. And, um, and so fast forward, then I was, um, studying some of the work of Francisco Gonzalez Lima, who was really kind of considered the foremost authority on methylene blue. He's doing a lot of research on not just methylene blue, but all methylene blue in combination with, um, light therapy which is called photobiomodulation so there's this photodynamic aspect of methylene blue that's really really fascinating and um he's really pioneering a lot of that but methylene blue has been around for a long time uh in fact it precedes the fda and so it was grandfathered in when the fda was organized as being completely safe so safe that um it was even the the term magic bullet which was talking about a nutrient or a substance that had far-reaching uh, benefits to the body, yet left the body completely unharmed. And that was coined based on methylene blue. And mm -hmm. so methylene blue's first um, use was as an anti-malarial, a medical use anyway. Before that, it was staining tissues as an industrial dye. But malaria, they, they discovered that it was really uh, powerful as an anti-malarial, and they have used it um, as antimicrobials very powerfully. Um, it's been shown in studies to be powerful uh, as an antiviral. I used it quite a bit through the pandemic and found that a combination of methylene blue and silver, we can talk a little bit about how silver works and interacts with methylene blue, but methylene blue, silver, high-dose vitamin C and light therapy, I could almost see a complete turnaround in some of the even the mo most severe cases um, through that process. I mean, it was quite, quite incredible, actually, to watch it. Um, some people would be in the middle of the drip, just like, it's in this stuff. They were practically carried in, and, uh, and then they, they pretty much 
there's this little sign somebody gave me that's really cute, right? It, it's, it says, Dr. John, leap in and hula out, <laughs> you know, because it's like, I've got, um, and, or no, it's not leap in, it's, um, like it, hearing it or something. And yeah. 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 I really screwed that up, that little story, right? But there is like a plaque that says something like something hula out um, that a patient gave me. And, and so that's what happens with, with a lot of these um, uh, IV protocols that we're using with methylene blue. And you don't necessarily need to do an IV, um, but the benefit with the IV is that then you can apply this intravenous laser therapy that we do here, which is really powerful. But you can do this at home. That's what I love about some of the um, strategies that we have now, they are so powerful to empower people to have something so incredible that's not only incredible, but safe that you don't have to necessarily go to a doctor's office for. Um, although one thing that kind of is on the medical side is hyperbaric. And I think a soft chamber, you know, these chambers can be anywhere from depending on if you can find one used or not, $15,000, $20,000, man, they last for 20 years. And if you combine that level of oxygen, hyperbaric, with methylene blue, with some sort of light therapy, like with a sauna going out in the sun, um, I'm, a lot of people know I'm a big fan of Brian Richards' company, Sauna Space, and the products that they make there. Um, any type of intranasal type of light therapy that you can do, I think holds a lot of promise. And we all know, we have, I don't know if you, do you use Weber for your light? So Weber makes some interesting um, apparatuses as well. You know, the- I, I really like your to, light with your methylene blue is what you're saying. And well, you're I'd really like to see see some stronger, you know, they, they make them like these little LEDs. They're just so weak. They're not really powerful as I would like them to be, but they're- Violite makes some a little bit stronger, but you can get some Weber setups that have the intranasal, they have the, the right. inner ear apparatus and, and, uh, but they're definitely not on the stronger side. So as far as moving the needle and creating that photobiomodulation, you're working on trying to get some, some stronger versions in. And so we'll, it, when we do, we'll be carrying that. So we're a club based. So mitozen.com, um, club is a club based, um, nutraceutical and um i would say it's more of a health optimization technology company because we're not really we don't really make a lot of like supplements like you, that are in pills and capsules and so forth they're more unique um and so we switched to a pma which is a club-based system so it's a ten dollar lifetime membership fee so for those people that really want to explore some of these things that we're talking about a little bit more um, when you go to mitozen.club, you sign up for the $10 and then you can basically search the store and um, you purchase anything you want from then on out. But that allows us to also be a little bit more, um, a little bit more broad when we start talking about protocols and our products, because we're members educating other members at that point. And there's a lot of challenges that we found that surfaced themselves to the pandemic where there was a lot of gag gagging and and we were basically oppressive of information is what censored you're, is yeah. the word i was searching for there censored yeah so i got shut down and couldn't even use the word virus on my website and i had to hire a lawyer and it cost me a lot of money just because i was putting in real 
solid science about glutathione. And um, in the beginning, it, I didn't have methylene blue because that kind of came after the fact. But melatonin, we we're talking about high dose melatonin. I mean, literally, high dose melatonin would have been a much better answer than anything else because they proved um, 40 milligrams of methylene of melatonin a day decrease the transmission by 54%, which the other option, I don't know if we're even still trying to like not avoid saying words because we get censored these days or it doesn't matter much. I don't care. Yeah. If we get deplatformed, we just put it on our membership area, same thing, and then make it available to people in the membership area. Because I can't hold the truth back. I don't want us to hold the truth back. And I, I would love to consider that we're... Like, why are we not talking about the fact that the vaccine didn't work? Why are we not talking about the fact that this was made in Wuhan? Why is this just swept under the rug in the last six months when this information came out, when we were the crazy people for the last two, three years that said, don't do the shot because here we are. Yeah, the the whole vaccine situation hopefully just gets completely revamped and hopefully i'd like to see robert kennedy and i don't know if that's going to offend certain people but i think that he has a lot of really good points nobody wants to debate him because he's right and he probably won't make it you know all the way to president because there's too much money against him right then it's so disruptive but the facts that like if you want to really understand some of this stuff go listen to his interview with joe rogan because he's like at ground zero like with corporations and vaccines as the plaintiff you know lawyer right and and it's like he gets it and and he puts it out so common sense you just can't argue it i mean one of the facts that he brought out that i thought was really fascinating was that the the vaccine was tested with I think it was 10 or 20,000 people in both arms, placebo and the, the vaccine. And 24 people died in the vaccine group and only 17 people died in the ones that didn't get the vaccine. Yet, because one person died in the, in the group oh. that, from COVID that, took, that had the vaccine and two people died in the one that didn't, it's like all of a sudden it's twice as effective. I mean, they were able to change their metrics um, to such an extent, but they didn't look at all cores cause mortality. So if if the vaccine saves one life out of every 20,000 people, yet kills five people, it, it's totally not worth it, right? And that's what that data showed us is that it potentially could be saving one life from COVID, but killing five people from having a heart attack, which... I had like three or four friends who fathers died within a week of getting the vaccine. I have so many people that came to me claiming that they had massive injuries right after the vaccine. So if you're, if you want to have a conversation about that, I guess I'm a bit biased because I've been in ground zero with it. I've seen it and it's hard to argue that. And I don't think that we're getting the fair numbers from our government and from the agencies that are responsible for reporting these things because there's too many ties. What I want to say to the fact that we've had three technical difficulties through this because it's truth. And what I know is that we work in a non-physical, we are physical beings, but we are non-physical beings living in a physical experience. 
and that the non-physical entity or this non-physical information rather of the computer of the internet is no different than the non-physical information that's around us all the time. And our fields are so strong and so laser focused that sometimes it can disrupt the other information of technology. And I'm not being a crazy person here. I'm being honest to God, this is what happens. That when there's such a expression of the truth, I find that often technology shuts down. And literally in the middle of this interview, I've never had it happen. This is my 120th episode. My whole freaking computer just shut right down and Zoom wouldn't let me back on. And I was like, wow, what John and I are about to talk about must be really important because... The whole internet just shut down for me. And what you're saying is true. I, I completely agree with you that this suppression or censoring of the truth, and I appreciate you so much putting your PMA together to allow people on mitozenclub.com. Is that the right website? Mitozenclub.club. Oh, mitozen.club. To allow people access to uncensored information, just like brmi.online, because this the truth and the freedom comes from the truth. And if you can't get to the truth, then you're never going to have the freedom. And what we are very present to and what you said earlier is so true that this has to be done in your home, that self-care over healthcare, that yes, you can come to a center and you can do some optimization or some deep intensive immersions like you can at both of our clinics, but in the reality is you have to learn how to do some of this stuff at home and you've got to start to love bio love. I don't like the word biohack. Bio love yourself with all the things that you can easily educate yourself about that are not harmful, that have no negative side effects. Light therapy, whether it's Weber or not, stronger or, or more intense is still effective and it has no negative side effects. That's what we need you to understand. There's no list of side effects except Oh, you're going to sleep better. You're going to poop better. You're going to feel better. You're going to have a better general mood. Your hormones are going to be regulated. You're ser- like all the things are going to get better as your regulation comes back. So mm-hmm. methylene blue, I just realized this recently as I was, well, well, recently in the last two years, um, when methylene blue first came on the scene, I was like, gosh, that just looks like the stuff we gave the fish for the ick when I ran in a pet store. I worked yeah. in pet Years. So what is methylene blue? I mean, you said it's been around forever, it predated FDA. Can you give us a little more chemical understanding of what it is? It's a salt, um, tetramethylthionone. Thionone. Good That's job. Yes. It's the actual that. name of it. Good right? job. Good so job. if you don't want to call it methylene blue, we can call it that. And um, it's a it's really interesting because it's made up of this thiazine ring and this imine group, right? So because of that, those two aspects of this molecule, which make it so unique, it actually can act like oxygen and accept an electron, right? And it can also donate electrons, basically like it can it can donate them and accept them. And so it it can sit there and just act as it, it turns your mitochondria into like these crazy like superconductors. So it ramps up your ability to make energy almost, you know, in most cases about 30%. So it's one of those nutrients that I found consistently people notice a difference. And mostly where you're going to notice a difference is in the brain because the brain's the most metabolically sensitive, but also the heart, you know? And so 
People feel like their memory is better. They've been, they've done studies on methylene blue. And one of the other things that is so amazing about it is it helps us clear those proteins that accumulate in our brain with degenerative neurologic disorder. So they're really looking at it as a potential therapeutic for many of the degenerative neurologic diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Um, it acts for something called memory consolidation, um, mainly supporting an area of the brain called the blue spot, you know, shocker, right? So locus cerullus in Latin means blue spot and the blue spots in the pons, which is a considered yeah. subcortical. So it's below, you know, the cortex, it's like in the spinal cord. And this blue spot is like the seat of our, and this is a little bit of a window into my presentation. So if this talk about blue spot interests you, then you'll definitely want to go check out drjohnlawrence.com and, and get the content and watch the content at the women's um, summit. But so the blue spot basically regulates something called norepinephrine in the brain. And this is like noradrenaline. This is like the gas. This is the stress hormone in the brain and it regulates it throughout the entire brain and so it's a very very sensitive area of the brain because it's very metabolically active one of the most metabolically active and what they found is that as we're going through our normal day-to-day -day activities we're storing short-term memories in the locus cerullus in the blue spot like a thumb drive and then when we consolidate that memory, we're integrating that those memories into our long-term memories so that we can remember them long-term, but also we can integrate them in so that things make sense in our lives, right? When we're not consolidating our memory, it's like having a party every night and never cleaning up. We just accumulate more and more junk and garbage. And emotionally, we become a wreck because we're, we don't mature. And what is ma ma maturation? You know, I mean, being becoming mature means we're able to learn and integrate from our experiences as we get older but some people don't we all have friends that are like that you know most of these people use a lot of drugs they are involved with a lot of alcohol use and ultimately they're not sleeping very well because it's REM sleep it's a combination of two things that are important for us to consult consolidate this memory REM sleep and we have to have low stress hormones and in order for our stress hormones to be lowered, we have to relax after dinner. We have to chill. We have to not be having a lot of bright white lights that are charging us up, ramping us up. We got to instead, we don't want to have um, arguments with people, you know, and ramping us up. We don't want to be working, right? We don't want to watch movies that are like too activating or stimulating because that stress hormone is not going to get low. And we're not going to be able to pause that blue spot because in order for that blue spot to transfer that data up, it has to pause completely, it has to get very still. Now, another really interesting thing about the blue spot is that there's something called neural oscillations, which means these are paced from respiratory signals. So when we breathe and that air goes through our nose, there's a... Um, a pacing that happens, right? There's a certain amount of times per second, per minute, that that air is going in and out and that paces our brain. And so if we're not getting that input, then we're not able to really get this very clean, clear message to our blue spot for our blue spot to either be awake and alert because 
This is what norepinephrine does. It gets us going. We can focus on things. We can do stuff. We can get things done. And sometimes people don't have enough of that either, right? And so if this blue spot can't be really flexible to either be able to get excited so we can get things done or completely pause so that we can then consolidate our short-term memory at night or even just shut down so that we can have low stress hormones, we can sleep, right? Um, these things are really important. So methylene blue really supports this blue spot, but I wouldn't leave it at that. I would also consider, um, you have to look at sleep and you have to, you have to honor your circadian rhythm, but I'm in the middle of writing a book on, um, on the blue spot. And I'm also, um, going to be releasing the, um, second edition to magic bullet, which is the book I wrote on methylene blue. You can find that at methylenebluebook.com. But the second edition is going to have all this information about the blue spot and how you can take care of it um, because it's really fascinating. Nobody's really talking about this. And Mindy, Mindy Peltz and I did a really good podcast where we talk, put a, did a pretty deep dive into methylene into the blue spot as well. So you, you might want to go check that out. Yeah, we can. I'd be happy to link that to this. And I just have to laugh that we're calling it the blue spot in the brain. And we deal with women's health. Come on women we know what this is akin to it's like the new vibe tool that we have that has a particular place you just have to know where it is to plug it in it's a comical thing right because where is this mysterious blue spot and it's funny because before we started recording i said to dr john i was like you're like a mystic you're just like this this shaman doctor that knows how to access the wisdom within and using ancient wisdom and modern technology as we know what we do so much here on the on the beats is bring this knowledge to the masses to get them this information but this is so exciting because methylene blue i have a better understanding of it thank you for that i'm definitely going to go watch your podcast with mindy as well as on the women's reach or women's retreat summit no women's health summit the women's health yeah there you Mm -hmm. because that is what I noticed when I took it is people had, you have to make sure you move your lymph because it is going to help open up the drainage. It's going to help mobilize stuff and oxygen in general and the microcirculations of the breath will continue to help mobilize your lymph. But what I would recommend when people use methylene blue is to continue to move your lymphatics because as that oxygen can start to mobilize stuff, it's got to come out through the amenctory organs, making sure we're peeing, pooping, sweating and all the things. What kind of I mean, obviously use it for many different things, but do you have clients use it no matter if they come in if more in a fragile state versus more at a, you know, oh, I just want to optimize. I'm an athlete that wants to come in. Do you go, how do you utilize it from that perspective, dosage wise? Oh, for athletes, it's such an unfair advantage. If you can uh, utilize oxygen 30% more effectively, it's it's a big deal, especially I work with um Dana White and some of the UFC um, fighters. And I've done my best to encourage them with methylene blue. And what's interesting is there's such a fear to um, what they can and can't take as far as like performance enhancing. And it's kind of hard to hide that you're taking methylene blue because your pee turns blue. And your mouth. Fighters, some of these, like, I mean, I've worked on some of the champs and these people are like, Hey man, I don't know. Like, cause they have to do a P test. Right. So interesting. 
But yeah, I mean, it, I know it's found its way into the NFL and a lot of sports activities because it does work really well. I think for me, I'm a physician. I guess you could say I'm like an executive, right? I mean, I use my brain. I absolutely love it. I see it help so helpful for so many different conditions. Your chronic urinary tract infections, it's great for um, way better than an antibiotic route because it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt you. You're not going to obliterate your microbiome. In fact, that was one of the uh, indications for methylene blue. In fact, it's 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 approved for that. Um, and unfortunately, you still have a lot of um, urologists that are probably, or primary care doctors, just putting all these people on chronic antibiotic use. And it's just a shame. I think it should be malpractice, right? Um, I think that what the all, all of our doctors are being spoon-fed the latest and greatest prescription that comes along the road. And they're not required to really go back and really learn about some of these old tried and true types of modalities that don't have a patent. So there's no need, there's no, um, there's no motivating factor for thing, these things to be pushed. People aren't watching them on their television, then going into the doctor saying, Hey, is this right for me? You won't see that with methylene blue. And the Hippocratic Oath, the first rule is first do no harm. And every time I, I don't watch TV much, but when I do and I listen to these darn commercials, I just think to myself, first, how are we advertising them? That's completely, how is that possibly legal? And secondly, I think if first do no harm, then why are you giving me a list of side effects when I take your pharmaceutical drug with all these side effects? That is harm. There. It's there's always going to be the side effects, whether you get all of them or some of them, you're going to have side effects to whatever that is because you're forcing it. And like you said, here's the biggest side effect I got from methylene blue. Yep. The back of my throat, my mouth was blue when I did the liquid for a few days and my pee was blue for a couple days. Outside of that, I felt really good. I slept really well. I have clarity of mind. Those should be the side effects of feeling well rather than side effects of here's all the things that could go wrong that we force your body to do a certain thing. And I agree, it's malpractice. And I, I think that there's um, a big shift that's occurring as we work through this world right now. And I'm very grateful for that shift that people are waking up over the last few years going, this is a broken system. I want to work with my body differently. You know what? One of the sorry to interrupt you, but one of the oh. worst things that could probably happen to the pharmaceutical industry is if they really built a legit AI system for prescribing. Oh yeah. Where you just had undisputable data and it's cross-referenced to that patient. Methylene blue would be coming up. What's phenomenal is how many studies have been done where methylene blue has been combined with something else because then they can patent that, right? Like I'll give you an example. They combined lithium with methylene blue and they did this huge human clinical trial, 1500 people. And it was on uh, manic depressive, manic depressive disorder, right? Right. And the results were phenomenal. And I think they would have probably been, I mean, I'm a big fan of lithium anyway. I think lithium, they've shown that lithium can be um, beneficial in, in smaller doses. I mean, we're not talking about the dosing of lithium that they use for psychiatric disorders. But I take, it's one of the things I take um, on a daily basis is a microdose, a low dose of lithium. It's very and like, naturally occurring in the ocean. It's naturally occurring in our plasma. I think people get bad raps about different things. Nickel being one of them. Like there is naturally fluoride. There's naturally 
natural occurring fluoride again in micro doses. Dose makes the poison, as we know from homeopathy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, that, that study was incredible. I'm surprised that that wasn't followed up with some sort of a um, introduction into the, at least to that for depression. Um, but this is the catch. So, yes, methylene blue could really help depression. But check this out. One of the benefits from methylene blue is it mops up something called nitric oxide. And there's a numerous, there's three kinds of nitric oxide. And the one that is kind of surrounding like inflammation and some of the negative effects of turning into peroxynitrates and kind of messing up your cardiovascular system is this inducible nitric oxide. And the induced nitric oxide is going to be elevated when you have a chronic infection because yeah. that's if you're that's part of your defense system from your macrophages is, is nitric oxide. And so if you have an individual that's running high in nitric oxide and this induced nitric oxide, um, they're going to be depressed. They did absolute not, you know, the studies they did on with this nitric oxide, absolutely depression, lower nitric oxide, you had less depression. And so I think that a lot of people are having these low-grade inf infections like I did when I was sick. Um, I see that a lot with a lot of my patient bases and some with people that aren't so sick. Um, and so methylene blue working on lowering that inducible nitric oxide, um, working on this microbial overgrowth in the body, fixing depression at its core versus covering it up. Now, this one really interesting fact is that Let's talk about SSRIs. Mm -hmm. So SSRIs for depression historically don't really work very well. And that's why you see so many commercials on take this one. And so they're just stacking this one on top of this one, right? Because they just don't work. And so one of the things that, that they found is that because methylene blue works as an SSRI, that if you take too much methylene blue and you're on SSRIs, that you could run the risk for something called a serotonin storm. And this could be 30% of the time it's lethal. So it's, a, it's really something that you want to be careful of. These amounts of methylene blue were like in the hundreds of milligrams, four or 500 milligrams. So as long as you're like 0.5 to 4 milligrams per kilogram of body weight, which is kind of recommended, you're fine, right? You don't even run that risk. And you could and this isn't, I, you don't want to listen to this as medical advice, right? This is just for educational purposes. You want to talk to your doctor before you um, start um, taking methylene blue. But the foremost authority, uh, Francisco Gonzalez Lima, was actually pretty ad, um, adamant in, an, in, a, in a recent interview that it's a shame because everybody that would be normally prescribed methylene blue because of this, these studies are so great for it. But all the psychologists are afraid of it. They're terrified of it. And so there's this warning that the FDA put on methylene blue, but then the Mayo clinics retracted it. And it's just based on this one surgery. This There was a retraction by the Mayo clinic. The Canada ret retracted their warning, but it's still in the United States. And therefore, you've got a bunch of psychologists and primary care doctors that are nervous to prescribe it on with people that are on SSRIs. This is my advice would be talk to your doctor about possibly weaning off the SSRI and introducing, slowly introducing the methylene blue within a safety dosage. You can get my book has a lot of the resources for them. <laughs> and I wouldn't look at it as something like 
oh, I'm just going to be combining SSRIs and methylene blue. No, it's it's a way out. It's you. And why would you want to get off of SSRIs? Remember we talked about the blue spot and yeah. we talked about memory consolidation? Yeah. Serotonin blocks the locus cerulis from pausing. Serotonin ramps up the locus cerulis. And that's one of the reasons why people feel a little bit better because it's actually increasing some of this nor- norepinephrine in the brain. But at what cost? It, at a cost of us maturing mentally and emotionally, at a cost of us not being able to like really get into a good quality REM sleep, not being able to pause that blue spot, there's better ways, right? And, and I think finding the infection, treating the infection, using something like methylene blue, um, those are much better approaches. They work. It's actually fixing the problem. This is what we should be doing as doctors is fixing the problem, the cause. Yeah, the root cause. Absolutely. And so you have an event coming up in, um, I feel like this is a good time to talk about. September 15th. September. Uh, Psychedelics 2.0. We're going to be talking about technologies Mm -hmm. and strategies and protocols surrounding everything from microdosing to ketamine right now ketamine is the primary thing that's available in clinics that we do a lot of that we do some very advanced work with ketamine journeys and ketamine experience and ketamine um therapy here at our clinic but um but we've got some experts and we're talking about all kinds of different medicines and i believe you are going to be bringing your technology yes i will absolutely thank you for the invite and i i think and psychedelic 2.0 is live in person as well as an online event because this is listen i've known about psychedelics since i was in college and and actually before college but in the last 10 years i'd say particularly last five it's really resurfaced as the therapeutic benefits for getting somebody to eventually like Listen, when I saw Dr. John and on all honesty, and I knew I had Sana Soul, I've known him for four years. I instantly was like, Dr. John, please let me put you on Sana Soul because your heart is so beautiful. And I want to share with you how beautiful your heart is and how I feel your vibe. It's amazing. And I want to put you on Sana Soul because for somebody like him or I have done a lot of the work, Sana Soul is just exceptional because we've done so much work. It's exceptional regardless, but I don't need the ketamine drips and the things to get me out of to to lack mind body i can access it pretty quickly because i've done a lot of meditation i've done a lot of other things as has dr john but for those you in can, chron- you can but i wonder if we added it in there how it might amplify it right i totally agree and that's what you're we're dropping that default mode network you're getting out of your sense of identity and you're able to rewrite and re-script things at such a high level but i agree with you my experience with you and with Sonosol was epic. And you do not need medicine in order for that to work. That's right. And the goal of Psychedelic 2.0 is to teach people how to navigate those waters, though, if you're in need of that, if you want to use that, because we don't want people at home playing with chemistry and in the way that you can mess with psychedelics truly learn what that's about and navigate those waters intelligently with an informed consent, like everything else in our lives, be informed, have consent, know what you're doing, inform your practitioners you're working with so that they can help you to the best of their ability because they're to be your guide. But I think this is going to be an epic, I love that word, epic event 
in September. I'm very excited about it. They're going to bring an amortal chamber out in yes. that. In the, yeah. So they're going to have that park. We've got, we've got the full event center and we're going to have a breathwork ecstatic dance disco party that night too. I mean, it's really going to be epic. We've got some of the top, top notch people, all people coming from the medical, all doctors coming in and speaking about various technologies it's it's going to be amazing so if anybody's interested in coming in person um you can sign up for that at drjohnlawrence.com and um we only have like 50 seats so it's going to go fast yeah and they're able to register for that now but yeah you can also it's going to be um something that's going to be live streamed as well so you can join on the live stream so you can see why I want to be a fly on the wall of Dr. John's life because he is out there doing it. He's living it. He, We have core values at True Wellness and I've never really showed them online, but I'm going to share them now. The first value of, uh, we have six core values. One is walk the walk. Be your authentic self. Exceptional client experience every single time. See the best in each other and have curiosity over judgment. And you so align with our core values at True Wellness, because for me, I only want to work with and continue to work with people that are in full alignment with who they are. And you always show up in such a powerful way. And I just appreciate you and the work you're doing and the science that you're sharing with the world about how simple this really can be. And then the great products. And everybody knows me. I love going up the nose. I love going up the nose to get you remedies, to put homeopathics and nasal rinses that I do in the office called Nasotherapies. And he has a whole line of nasal sprays with glutathione. Everybody knows how much I freaking love glutathione because it is a great access point. So just keep doing what you're doing and let us know how we can continue to support you and help you. And thank you, everybody, for listening today. Yeah, Kelly, I've got to say, you are a force to be reckoned with out there. You are a healing, divine goddess. And I really appreciate you bringing me on the show and, and just hearing, I'm honored that you have that type of respect for me. And I feel very graced by you to have you in my life. And I think anybody listening to this should also feel the same way because you're out there unapologetically yourself courageously sharing the truth. I love it. Keep going. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you. It really means a lot to me. It really does. I thank you. And I thank you all for listening and sharing this, rate this, help this get out there, let people have access to Dr. John by rating this and sharing this with your friends. And thank you so much for everything that you all do and supporting us and the show and all the work that we are so passionate about is helping you feel this and experience the power of healing within because it is truly magical. And Wizard Dr. John and Witch Kelly over here are signing off from our hearts to yours. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Flow. If you took something from today's show, please make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. I want you to step away empowered, enlightened, and having an increase in value and your vibration, knowing that your body has the innate ability to heal so that you can attain true wellness. Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode of Flow.